so I go by May. Um, from the New York City area. I'm 25. Uh, I recently graduated um, from grad school, and I work in the uh, mental health field. I graduated uh, with my program in school counseling. So even though I work with currently adults in mental health, um, I'm on the path to work more with like high school students. So that's kind of my scope. Um, that's kind of like a little background about me. And obviously I'm really into games and uh, hobbies like that. Like, <laughs> so um, more of like the, like, you know, I guess internet lurker by night and then mental health worker by day. So <laughs> that's kind of the, uh, the vibe that I go with. That's kind of cool though. Like, you know, graduated and then you're helping people um you know with their own struggles and stuff i don't know i've always been interested in that it's fascinating to me how you kind of like put other people's like needs and you want to be able to like help them in some type of way and make a difference i always thought that's kind of like i don't know admirable for me mm-hmm. no yeah i i appreciate that i think you know uh, i think the the greatest thing about um people in this field that like work on a professional level is people that have experiences like their own experiences with mental health, whether it's, you know, they've had official diagnoses, whether they've had, you know, past trauma in their life or whether they have some kind of, you know, whether they're um, neurodivergent themselves. I think it's really easy to be able to connect with uh, the people that they do help. Uh, and it really makes a big difference, I feel, too, for clients or students or, you know, patients, depending on what level of care you're receiving. Yeah, I mean, it, I had like, um, I guess a lot of issues sometimes is that some people are kind of afraid to seek help as well because mm -hmm. of like the mm -hmm. stigma and everything of how it's kind of viewed sometimes. I mean, right. it does seem like it's changing and it's like at least from what I see, but there's still a lot of people who are kind of like talking against it or like just, you know, calling like names and stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've heard it from your own experiences of things that people just kind of call someone crazy or something or label them as like, it's just all in your head and, you know, you don't have to be anything to worry about. Like just try to make it seem like it's not a big deal or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, that's part of, how you're saying earlier, like with the gaslighting and, um, just the, a real lack of empathy in general. Like I, I do agree with you in the sense that there, there is this new wave and push for mental health advocacy and, um, you know, just kind of like bringing awareness and, and saying, Oh yeah. Like, you know, uh, people like, will go on social media and like post, like, I'm, I'm a safe space for you. If you need to like come and vent or, you know, et cetera and whatever. But at the same time, even though that narr that, um, narrative is the right word, but even though that the intent is there, um, you know, I do feel like it is a lot of like performative action because, you know, if we look at, businesses for example like they'll do like mental health advocacy they'll do like little things on facebook and or on their website they'll like say that they donated to a mental health charity but realistically you know they don't offer their workers mental health days you know, as sick days or you know um they you know workers risk the even though there's like anti-discrimination laws people risk their jobs saying that like oh hey i have this um you know, I have, for example, some kind of diagnosis and I need accommodations or, you know, I have to be out this day because I have to go to my psychiatrist or my therapist and a job can reprimand you for that. Um, so, you know, I feel like on the outside, it might look really nice, um, but on the inside, it's it's not really there, if that makes sense. It's not. Um, I have a lot of trouble too. My <laughs> no, <that's laughs> kind of like verbalizing my thoughts, but it's not um, parallel, I guess. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like just yeah. on the outside, but it's not really nothing's being done from the inside. It's kind of like exactly. it's just all for show, but it's not really to actually yes. provide any help. 
But exactly, exactly. But I mean, even even if it is that, I still, like I said, I think it makes a little bit of a difference, you know, because at least it kind of gets it out there. But like I said, it yes. is sort of hypocritical for like workplaces or these companies to do that, but then not help their own staff or their own people, employers to be able to provide the mental health that they need as well, or to be able to like take those days off, like you said. So like, I do agree. I mean, we still obviously have a long way to go, but yeah, I think like over time, hopefully it gets to a better place because mm -hmm. there is just a lot of like issues when it comes to people being afraid to seek help or people being looked down upon or people not taking it seriously enough and just a whole bunch of things like that. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, what did you um, want to talk about if there's anything? Or you can keep on going if you're carrying the conversation. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think I'd love to talk about uh, what I was saying before, my own experience um, with specifically with ADHD and how that's really affected my life and kind of like how it's brought me to the field that I work in now. Um, and, and it also has to do with too, like the access that we have to mental health care, specifically in education. So that's, that's definitely like a focus for me since it's something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, um, so I was diagnosed with ADHD uh, when I was 23, I think. And like I said, I'm 25 now. So this is only two years ago. Um, but I knew for me that I always I, like I always when I was younger like you know elementary school level middle school level I had heard the term ADHD and like when you're that young like you don't all you know about it is like oh you're like super hyper and like that's kind of like the the word that goes around I guess among students um but I had like a lot of behavioral problems as a kid uh I was expelled from like several private schools when I was younger um just for like just being very like talkative and running around and just really ridiculous things. Um, but, and my mom was not in any way, shape or form an advocate for like mental health. She was very like, you know, just, just all about like, Oh, you know, just focus on your school, focus on studies and you'll be fine or like sleep it off kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't receive any kind of support or help or even offered it like, you know, testing to see if I was diagnosed with ADHD or something like that. So, but I was a good student though. I, I got very good grades. I just, you know, I was just very talkative and just had this, um, I don't know, just <laughs> too much energy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it affected me a lot though. Like I was bullied relentlessly in school and, you know, like in, in high school, they do like the superlatives, like, you know, best hair or yeah, like yeah. person was like it is yeah so I remember in my senior year of high school my best friend got most oh sorry my best friend got says no wait I'm trying to remember what it was oh it was so my best friend he got talks least says most and I got talks most says least oh my god and that yeah it, first of all who makes that as a superlative <laughs> in high school that is so cool um but i literally remember like crying when they like made me take a picture for the yearbook for that and the guy you know every a girl gets it and a guy gets it and the yeah. guy who got it was like the most annoying person in my grade so that was like really damaging for sure um and it really made me realize how, you know, education in general um, was very flawed in the sense of how that how they go about kind of like reaching students. Like, obviously, there's students that have disabilities and or, or mental health challenges and the school will, you know, they have their own support plans for those students. But the students that do well, but those are only students that don't do well academically. Right. Yeah. But the students that do do well academically, they completely ignore doesn't matter you know what challenge your challenges you're facing at home or or you know even bullying that's going on i mean maybe bullying but anything that has to do with mental health if you are doing well academically a school isn't really going to look at you as like a quote-unquote like problematic student yeah they kind of consider um, you like normal in a sense and it's like oh this person is just doing it for attention or like they make up like other stuff that while you're doing it instead of actually trying to help you get to the root of the problem and they just kind of assume you're acting out or something especially at yes. a younger age so 
Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and I'm actually glad that you brought that up too, because the the idea of like acting out, like, yeah. of, of course, like a kid is a kid is going to do certain things for attention because they need that attention. You know, they need support, they need attention, they need um, accommodations, and the idea that like a a student or a kid is like acting out because they want, you know they want attention or they want people to look at them is just completely ignoring their experience and, and, you know, whatever is kind of going on there, what they need help with. Um, so it's very invalidating to people say that. So I definitely understand. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so then, you know, later I went to college, I majored in psychology and then I wanted to do my master's because you can't really get a bachelor's in psychology <laughs> yeah. and like do anything with it. Um, so I went into counseling and and I love the field because counseling in general is very like social justice focused. It's very, um, you know, it's less pathological. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, people who are doctors, like psychiatrists um, and psychologists, they're very all about like giving somebody a diagnosis or giving them medication um, and looking at it from a very like strict lens. Um, so those type of professionals kind of believe that like they're the expert and you're somebody with a problem. So we're going to label you with the problem based off of symptoms that you have. And then we're going to give you either drugs or we'll give you like some type of um, some type of like therapy uh, plan or whatever. Um, but counseling is more about like, all about you, you know, like who are you as a person? What are your experiences? What was the environment you were raised in? What was your past trauma? And people who are counselors will kind of like, you're, you're the expert in that case, not the counselors. The counselor will really work with you to kind of, um, you know, to help you kind of find the right path for you, the right, um, you know, the right decisions for yourself, um, and really help you explore and lead your own life. Um, not so much the diagnosis, like you could have, you know, you could have, for example, like, um, major depressive disorder, but they're not going to look at that specifically. They're going to look at, okay, well, you know, what, what made you experience major depressive? Like what trauma did you have in your life? Let's talk about that. So I, I really liked that. It was very, holistic, very humanistic. And, um, so that's why I wanted to go into the field. And then I got really interested in neurodiversity and, you know, being very affirming of people with, um, conditions like ADHD, autism, um, different types of learning disabilities, and even things like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, um, that are traditionally classified as, um, chronic mental illness. Um, can be seen as neurodiversities too, because they're, you know, different ways that we're perceiving the world, looking yeah. at the world. Um, so that's kind of like where I stand now and really trying to help advocate for, um, like we were talking about before, helping other people understand that there are these differences in how people perceive the world and why it's important to understand, you know, why that, that person is like that or why that person's behaving like that or why that person is taking you too seriously or not enough seriously. Uh, but, oh, can you still hear me? Yeah, 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 I still hear you. Yeah. My, my computer fell asleep. I thought oh. about it, like everything oh. shut down. <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's everything fine. Everything turned black. <laughs> yeah, I still hear you, it's um, fine. Yeah, but that's about it. So I'm in general just, you know, so big about, mental health, especially in schools. And I think one of the most rewarding things I I'm right now, I'm looking for jobs because I just, like I said, I just graduated, but in my internship, um, I worked with a lot of students, uh, that had, you know, various disabilities or, um, you know, different types of challenges. And I think it was just so rewarding to be able to work with students, especially students that like, you know, similar to me had ADHD and I could, I felt comfortable disclosing that with them. Um, and just kind of like affirming, like, Hey, like I know what you're going through. 
you know, forgetting everything or not being able to concentrate <laughs> yeah. or, you know, or rambling or not being able to verbalize what we're thinking or people thinking like we're like super like weird or something like that. I'm like, I understand, you know, and, you know, let's work on a plan together that's going to help us like, you know, make school more comfortable or make home life more comfortable or make, you know, schoolwork easier. So I, I love what I do and it's just, I'm excited to kind of continue with that. Yeah. I definitely respect that so much. Cause I think like at a younger age, it's like, sometimes it's hard to miss the signs of like, especially with people who don't like believe in any type of like mental illnesses and stuff like that going on within someone's mind or the things that they're struggling they can see a kid acting out what they would say and they think mm -hmm. that it's just because they're a kid and they're young and they have no idea like how to sort of behave properly but it's like mm -hmm. you're sort of taking that initiative and you know trying to understand and trying to see like if there's you know any cost to what's going on you know like checking the things that have happened in the past and you know helping them through their own struggles because some people don't take like their struggles very seriously because they think oh it's mm -hmm. just a kid they'll grow up and they'll get over it but it's like their experiences are very real for them at that time like you cannot invalidate their experiences for what they're going through because you may think that just because you weren't in that situation yourself doesn't mean that this kid's or this person's experience doesn't mean anything like that's like a big help whenever it comes to validating someone and what they're going through and I think that's definitely admirable especially what you're doing and stuff well thank you no I, I really appreciate that and and you're you're spot on with with what you just said there like I think too and again like I'm, I'm just talking about ADHD because it's just the easiest thing to relate to but um you know when people like you're saying when people are saying things that are very invalidating like specifically with like adhd like oh like you know you're not like oh why don't you just pay attention like it's so easy you just focus or you know like or people think like you don't care about them because you're not listening or you're very like i've had people throughout my whole life um like i would forget things like i would forget birthdays or you know where like i literally put my phone down for a second and like two seconds later, I don't know where it is or someone, you know, people maybe like, um, like I, I'm reflecting like in my last, like with my previous relationship, like we were living together and I would like forget to do like the laundry or like wash the dishes just because I got distracted very easily. Yeah. And then like my ex at the time would be like, Oh, like, you know, you don't care enough about your responsibilities. You don't care enough about me or my house or like our house. Um, like, you know, if, if it was important to you, you would remember like, no, like I, I can't, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's my brain. Like, yes, yeah, like completely different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like if I, I have a routine, like I need, I need routine, right? Like routine is what makes me like, you know, I get up in the morning, I take a shower, I do my hair, do my makeup, brush my teeth, you know, that's all part of my routine. But if one thing distracts me, like my cat meows or something, I could forget to brush my teeth, right? It's it's because it's one thing that distracts me from my routine will offset. It's like a domino effect, right? Like it will just offset things going forward. Um, and people who are like neurotypical, meaning like people that don't have these types of neurodiversities, just, you know, average people, um, they'll see that as like being careless, being irresponsible, being forgetful, um, and they don't understand, like, that's just the way my brain is. It's always been like that. And it's nothing I can, there's things I can do to prevent it, you know, like putting sticky notes everywhere or like putting alarms on my phone. And that's something that I, you know, I work with, um, the clients or the students that I work with, like putting those things in place. But, you know, people have to remember that don't have the experiences that like, this is chronic, right? This is lifelong. I'm never going to not have ADHD. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's not, I can't, it's really difficult when people blame you for things that are not your intent. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you know, like you're, you want to do one thing, but your body is like not letting you, or your brain is not letting you. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard when people just don't, they don't even want to try to empathize with you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, it makes you feel like too, like, how can you advocate for yourself when people say they want to be pro mental health, but then in reality, they're just like, oh, like, you know, you know, you know, the whole, you know, you yeah, know the whole yeah, yeah, I, I get that. It, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, I find it hard because 
like for me, whenever I'm in a situation like that, like in a relationship or even friendships, um, mm -hmm. I get both sides. Like I understand my own like perspective and how my mind works. And sometimes there's things that I'm not able to control. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I like I understand why people leave or why people don't want to deal with it. You know, like when you mm -hmm. said, when it comes to the whole forgetting stuff, like I get why they feel the way that they do. But at the same time, it hurts because it's like you think that I'm doing it on purpose or you think that I'm trying to hurt you. or You think that I don't care enough or you think that I just want to be manipulative or whatever, like you may mm -hmm. have within your mind. And I understand that, like I sympathize with that and I get it. But at the same time, it's not that I'm trying to do it on purpose. It's like something within me that I'm not able to control. And it almost seems unfair that I have to be sympathetic towards them, but they can't be that towards me. You know, it seems like exactly. it's a one way thing. And that kind of is like the mm -hmm. worst part about whenever you're in a with friends that don't understand or you're in a relationship and they just keep blaming you for something that's kind of like not your fault, but you're trying to improve on it and stuff. But you know well that it's not going to be something that's ever going to go away. It's just something that you can try your best to like not do it as often or at least sort of try to be aware as best as you can. But you're still going to have that for like the rest of your life. And that's kind of like mm -hmm. the reality of it. Yes, no, exactly. Um, yeah, mental health adv advocacy in general is a two way street, like you're saying. Like, I think, you know, as someone that has mental health challenges, um, or, you know, neurodiverse experiences, whatever it may be, you know, you're, whether you're getting treatment, you're not getting treatment, whatever, um, you know, it's important for people to, you know, have, you know, go to therapy or, or, you know, take medication or whatever, like that's your treatment, right? Like understanding like, oh, you know, not to take things personally or understanding like, emotional regulation, um, you know, anger management control, conflict resolution, whatever like that. That's, that is something that we have yeah. responsibility for. Right. Yeah. But then it goes a two way street. People have to understand that, you know, um, the, the best thing that I always can tell people who are like neurotypical or don't have mental health challenges is like, you know, when people act out or not act out, sorry, when people, um, like, let's say you're, you're dealing with, or you're, you're having a conversation with someone, um, and the other person is, um, you know, let's say for example, they are bipolar and, um, you know, they're having like a manic episode or something, uh, and someone who isn't bipolar is going to be very like confused by it or, you know, d doesn't understand like, why is this person like all of a sudden, like, you know, being so risky and like, they might try to like, you know, tell them, Hey, that's not a good idea or whatever. But you know, it, it doesn't matter what they say at that point. Like if you're having a manic episode, there's nothing really that's going to bring you down from that unless you're already on medication or, or whatever it may be. And it's important. I don't think, you know, everyone is obligated to like open a DSM and like read through that, but people have to understand, like, I think really like one is that when, someone is doing something that you don't like, right? Um, it like for it just in general, like basic conflict resolution. Like if someone is fighting with you, right. And they're saying really mean things about you. Like, Oh, I hate you. You're such a bitch. Or I don't know if I can say that. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Oh, really? you cuss. I cuss all the time. It's fine. <laughs> okay. That's good. Or like, you know, you're being such a whatever, like the other person on the receiving end has to understand like, this moment is for that person. Like they don't really mean those things that they're saying really, yeah. or, or even if they do mean it, like they're, they don't want to say those things for you, but like they're doing it for them. Like that's their release of anger. That's their release of their emotion or the release of their energy, whatever it may be. They're doing it for themselves. They're not doing it to attack you or like, you know, to, for you, like not taking it personally is really important to understand. And even in my job, like, you know, I have my, the the residents that live where I work like oh my god like the things that have been hurled at me <laughs> are crazy but like I don't but I understand like this is not for me this is you know for them and their expression and whatever so I never take anything personally yeah. you know um and people on the receiving end really have to understand that and then another thing is that they have to understand like the the more supportive that they, that they are and the more validating that they are the better the outcome will be Right. Like if you're just going to argue with someone back 
um, or just, you know, tell them like, oh, like you're being crazy or like, you know, definitely worse doing that. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to it's just going to accelerate it and and, you know, make everything so, so much more problematic. Um, So, again, like two way street, both sides, you know, have to be accountable for um, educating themselves and and widening their perspective and just understanding like everyone's worldview is going to be different, whether it's based off of their mental health, their culture, um, you know, their family life, their experiences, their traumas, whatever it may be. Um, we just need more empathy in the world is kind of, yeah. I mean, I agree for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. It, I guess like a lot of the times I just blame myself. I don't know if it's because mm. it's easier or because I try to be super like open minded and like think about the other person that's not dealing with anything. So like from my experience, I recently like lost some friends, but mm. the way that, sorry about that. it's, I mean, I, I get, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm like not to blame when it comes to like certain things that I did as well. Like it's kind of like a double edged sword to where it's like, I wasn't aware of certain stuff, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, I feel bad for saying that I wasn't, you know, like learning like what I have now and wishing that I knew that I had it sooner. I would have been able to work on myself better Mm -hmm. to prevent Mm -hmm. certain things like from happening, from hurting people emotionally or pushing them away. But I I think what sucks is like a lot of the times, like in my instance or situations, they sort of see it as being toxic or manipulative towards them and like not really caring for them when that was like never the case and I think one thing that hurt me really bad was like when I I remember a lot of stuff whenever people like say certain words and it like just stays Mm -hmm. with you but they will like Mm -hmm. say stuff like insane or I hate you and stuff and I'm like even though I didn't mean to do like push people away or whatever um it, it sort of hurts that they're not willing to try to understand the situation especially now that I know what's wrong and I can work at it to, you know, cause it, like you said, it's a double thing, you know, like they have to work on that if you're going to be friends with someone, but I also have to work on myself to do my best to like, not allow that to happen. And I'm going to slip up a lot. Like it's going to happen, you know, cause it's something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Just like it's something mm-hmm. that you have to deal with. But I always tell myself when people leave, I don't know if I try to justify it, but I simply just say that no one has to deal with anyone like issues it's like i understand why people leave like maybe they have their own problems maybe they have their own issues maybe they just don't want the stress and i mean i guess that's fine you know but it sort of also makes you feel alone because it's like you get into the cycle of feeling like you're a problem and you're a burden because no one wants to be around you because of it so it's like do i deserve to be with anyone or are they the issue or am i the issue but can i even justify Mm -hmm. and blaming other people when in reality, what I have, may, I may or may not be able to control it sometimes, but it's like, it's still within me and it's something that no one has to deal with, but I still like carry that burden of like, maybe it's better if I'm just alone and, you know, like start getting into like this pit of like darkness and thinking like, oh, it's just better if I'm just by myself. Cause you know, people either let you down or I end up hurting people and I don't want that. And it's just a whole complicated cycle. If people don't right. try to kind of understand like where you're coming from or understand anything of what's going on. No, you, you're definitely right about that. Um, see, this is another thing with ADHD. I had something I was going to say, and then I turned my fan on cause it was really hot and it just went out the window. Um, but oh my God, I have to like, remind myself. um, I was going to make a point, um, to one of the comments that you, that you just made um can you remind me just mm-hmm, go back like go back <laughs> like a minute ago to what you're saying if you remember <laughs> I, I, oh, I know what i was gonna oh, say okay i know what i was gonna say so you're talking about you know the blaming yeah right? yeah um and you know you know why it why you kind of you're saying like oh you you blame yourself a lot and you're kind of like wondering like you know if that's justified or whatever you know, in general, like it's, it's easiest to blame yourself when you've been pointed as the problem for forever. Right. Like it, you're conditioned to think that everything is your fault. Yeah. So of course it's going to be easiest to blame yourself when you've been told your whole life, 
you know, you're the problem. You doing this is making everyone not want to talk to you or, you know, be around you or whatever. Um, and for people, when you, when you were saying like, it's easier for you to kind of be the bigger person, I guess I, that's what I was getting from you. At least what you're saying, like, it's easier for you to be like, oh, I understand like why they walk away or like, I understand, you know, why people might view me the way that they do, you know, it's because you've had time and, and, and multiple opportunities to reflect on your experiences. Right. So like something happens, there's a negative outcome, people give you feedback and then you reflect on that. And the more times you have those experiences, the more times you're able to reflect. Right. But for people on the receiving end who are the ones that, you know, walk away from you or, you know, don't have these types of challenges, they have no time to reflect. They, they don't get opportunities to reflect. And if you don't get opportunities to reflect, then you then you have a very limited scope, right? Like you, you, you don't have a big perspective on the world. You don't learn from other people. You don't understand, you don't have room to empathize with people because there's, you've never had a chance to empathize with people, right? You're never in the seat where they're, they're never in the seat where they're the ones that, are on the receiving end of, of being discriminated against or, or being, um, you know, told that there's something wrong with them or whatever. Um, so it's really natural for people that have mental health challenges or, or differences, um, to blame themselves, to think that they're the problem. Um, and that negative self-talk that you were saying, like, you know, and that's why we develop it. Right. And like, even myself, like, I've had, you know, I had such a horrific time when I was younger in school because I was like that student that would like always raise my hand. I always was like calling out the answers. I always wanted to contribute. Um, and people would look at me like I was just like talking out of my ass the whole time, right? Like, yeah. oh, this girl's so annoying. She's talking all the time. Teachers would literally like tell me to like stop participating because I was like, participating too much like what does that even first of all what does that even mean (laughs) you know what i mean like they try to silence you i've had teachers like and although people who have like teachers who told me that i was like the gaslighting like oh yes i like i remember in fifth grade i took a test once and i accidentally put it in my folder and at lunchtime i told the teacher oh i'm so sorry i put this in my folder Like I, you know, like I just, from the ADHD, right? Like I just put it in my folder because like something happened and I forgot to hand it in. She ripped it up in front of her whole, like all the kids that were eating in her room. And she was like, now because you cheated, you got to pick all the pieces up. And she gave me a zero for that. Yeah. She thought I like cheated on it. I had like a principal tell me like this kid said that I punched him when he actually got like hurt during wrestling and the principal told me like, oh, it's not okay to lie. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. thought that like I was lying about it because I was labeled already as like a problematic kid from my behavioral issues. And, and it really, and just in general, like people just telling me that I was like very ditzy or stupid or whatever. It really affects me now as an adult because, you know, I'm always thinking like, am I like, I always feel like I'm, uh, what's it called? Um, Oh my God. What's it called when like you think that like, you know, you have all the skills and then like you're always questioning it. Like when doctor, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get, um, I get, imposter I, syndrome. Imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Like I feel like I always have imposter syndrome. Like I'm always like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Like I always feel like I'm incompetent. I always feel like I'm not smart. I always like, I get very nervous. Um, and it really affects the work I do because I feel like, you know, I'm always wondering what people are thinking of me or if I'm talking too much or if I'm rambling or, you know, I, I, there's just so much trauma from like judgment from when I was a kid and it really affects me as an adult. And, you know, people don't understand that, like that carries with you throughout your whole life. And we always remember the bad things more than the good things. So that's definitely true. I I think Mm -hmm. like the whole, like the whole, um, like gaslighting thing is it's something that you get used to i guess but it's like not like used to in the sense of like you you accept like you accept it whenever it happens now but it still mm-hmm. hurts just the same but it's like mm-hmm. with whenever you have everyone against you it's like there's nothing you can do because they believe that you're just 
the enemy. You're just like this bad person for your actions or for the things that you've said or whatever. It's mm -hmm. kind of like nothing you do can change their mind. Nothing you say, even if you say, oh, I have this wrong with me, like they just are not willing to hear it. It's kind of like mm -hmm. what I've been through with like my recent friends that it's kind of like two against one in a sense that I'm not trying mm -hmm. to like bother in, in any way. I'm like just trying to let them be. But whenever they sort of attack you and say, you know, you did this on purpose or, you know, you're just trying to manipulate or whatever their reasoning like is or whatever they're trying to say, it's never going to be like I'm the good person. Like it's always going to be seen as I'm the bad person. And when people mm -hmm. gaslight you, it sort of makes it hard to understand like, well, was I really in the wrong? Like, am I really that mm -hmm. terrible of a person? And you just sort of, it goes back to the same thing that you were saying earlier about reflecting. Like we have a lot of time to reflect because of like all the times that we sit within our thoughts. But like my friends, they're going to be able to move on like nothing because it's not going to affect them as bad because they've already seen me like as a bad person that I, you know, mm -hmm. made all these mistakes and maybe they'll move on like like in a month, in a week or two weeks, whatever the situation may be, because they just move on faster. So they'll never have time to sort of reflect on the whole situation and how things actually went down. And they'll just see mm -hmm. like the bad things. Like you said, people kind of care the negative things, but sometimes people only see like what they want to see and interpret it in their own perspectives. So it's like, oh, you're just a bad person because you did this. But even if you have an issue, we're not going to acknowledge that issue because we're not aware of that issue. And we're just going to pretend that's not an issue. And we're just going to say you're a bad person because you did A, B and C. So that's kind of mm -hmm. like you keep questioning yourself because you keep getting gaslighted so much and you just kind of learn to accept it, even though it still hurts just the same. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. And, um, you know, I'm, it, it's very upsetting hearing that because, um, you know, like you said, you, you lose a lot of friends in that. Yeah. And it does make you feel like, you know, sometimes you're just maybe you're better off, like not involving yourself in new relationships because yeah, for one, sure. it might end bad or two you don't want to like you said you don't want to be a burden to somebody yeah. um but has there and i i don't i don't know if this is appropriate to ask you it's, a question it's, it's but fine I, it's I, fine i wanted to say is there anything that um you've done or experienced that that does work for you in friendships or or relationships that you found to be helpful i mean the thing about that is <sighs> I just recently found out, you know, that I had the whole BPD stuff and mm -hmm. like I was like when the stuff happens, I wasn't aware, but I'm aware when I'm self-reflecting after like I'm done feeling what I'm feeling for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like all my life, ever since I was a kid, I've all like my instant reaction when someone does something, I just like immediately stop talking to them. Mm -hmm. And when it came to like online stuff, like meeting friends online and stuff like that. I would just um, block them if like they say something that made me feel like I was either a bad person or somehow I would convince myself that I'm a problem and kind of just walk mm -hmm. away from that. And like uh, when it comes to online, it's easy to sort of disappear, right? Like you can just make yeah. a new account on whatever it is that you have. So is that great? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a good part about it as well. Convenient. If, yeah, if you really want to disappear, you know, just, you know, make everything mm -hmm. new. No one has to know. But right. with these... <sighs> It, with these friends it's kind of more complicated because with other friends I really wasn't as vulnerable like mm -hmm. it would just be friends that I would talk to like hang out you know like kind of acquaintances I would say but it's it's like you have people that are there but they're not really there for you they're just kind of like there I don't know if that makes sense but no no that makes sense that makes sense with these other it's like yeah keep mm -hmm. going no, no what were you gonna no, say no no you're good you <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. I don't want to take you away from your thoughts. No, no, I mean, I, I'll remember. You know, I don't want you to forget. It's fine. You say what you, if you remember, I don't know if you still remember what you were going to say. You know, I really don't. I, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. It's I okay. Feel so bad. No, I really do. Like, like I said, one thing that it's, I honestly don't know how I survive in, in the, in the professional world. I like, I have to take notes. Like when yeah. I, when I'm like, for example, like something like this. Like I would normally would be taking notes on the side just so I don't forget. Right. Yeah. Like that's my own accountability. Um, and I don't want you to think like I'm not paying attention. No, I would never, like I'm listening to every way. word. Um, but yeah, no. So that's me. Like you're saying, always having to apologize or, or yeah. whatever. I mean, I get where you're coming um, yeah, from. Complete your thought. 
No, yeah, I get where you're coming from when it comes to that. I would never like blame you or use that against you and be like, oh, you sh you're not paying attention to me. You're not listening to me because, you know, I'm understanding of like, you know, all that. I would never like, mm -hmm. especially if I know. Right. Like if I don't know, mm -hmm. I may react in a different way and be like, like, are you just ignoring me or do you not like care about this conversation? But mm -hmm. it's like I'll try to be sympathetic and sort of understand why like it's happening because there's a lot of people who are not diagnosed with stuff. So they may not be aware that they have a problem either, you know, so I'm not going to sit mm -hmm. there and be like an ass about it and be like, oh, you don't care about me. You know, it's like as long as they're trying. So I guess I went on like kind of a rambling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really don't know how to deal with it now because now that I'm self-aware that like I have a label to something, I'm able to understand it more. So I guess I need to work on like the things that I need to work on for sure to kind of control my emotions. Cause I'm always going to feel that specific urge of like intense emotions and I'm always going to feel like a problem, but I can mitigate it by sort of not bringing it to other people as best as I can, even though I'm, it's not going to change how I feel, but it can at least change the outcome of how I treat other people in a way if I'm capable of that. You know, and I'll have to try my best, of course, to you know, do that. Just like you try to remember stuff. And if you're not able to, you sort of like write all these notes and stuff to yourself. So you're, you're like you're making an effort. Like it takes a lot of effort for, you know, people like us to sort of make sure that we're doing the right thing so other people don't get hurt around us. But it kind of sucks sometimes when other people are not like making the same effort to sort of understand us, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, and also I want to. uh say that I really respect that you um are going through that journey right now just kind of like you said um you know it, it does suck kind of like you said being the one that has to be sympathetic or empathetic or whatever and not receiving that back yeah. um so I I mean I think that's great that you're you know taking those steps to kind of understand yourself more and understand your emotions more um and it, it and it's very tiring. It's very fatiguing. Definitely. Kind of always, yeah, be that one when you're not receiving that back. And also, people have to understand, you know, everyone's different. I don't want to. I don't want to generalize experiences with with um, BPD, but um, you know, like it. It is. It's. It's lifelong. It's chronic, and people have to understand that. You know, when when like for example, if 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 someone with like BPD is like, you know, feeling like, oh, um, you know, is feeling like questionable about someone's intentions or, or, you know, like, is this person, you know, really being a friend to me right now? Or like, they're, you know, they're whatever, like, it's not going to be a one-time thing, right? Like yeah. you have to understand, like if someone, and that's when, that's why I was saying too, like it, it, it you, people who aren't, you know, don't have our experiences, have to understand, like, not to take things personally um, and understand, like, that this is not going to be, like, a one-time thing. It's, like, if you have, like, an argument or whatever and, you know, it seems that it's going to get resolved or whatnot, like, you could be having that same kind of conversation the next day or the next day. Like, you know, being able to, like, control, like, you were talking about, like, emotional regulation. Yeah. Like, you know, having like, you know, losing control of your emotions or whatever. And like, just going down that, that spiral, like that is, that's not going to be a one-time thing. And like, your friends have to be able to understand that. Like, it's not going to be resolved today. It's not going to be resolved. I mean, it'll, it'll be resolved in the sense, like you guys can come together and like, talk about it yeah, and like, you know, for sure. do whatever. But like the, that experience is, is going to be ongoing and i think like you're saying like when people walk away you know unfortunately for some people they do feel like oh i don't want this stress in life i don't want to be telling john for the hundredth time that i am his friend and yeah. i don't hate him and you know whatever um and i i understand that and even as a as a person who works in this field um you know i i deal I, I don't hate saying deal with because it's not it's not really it's not a problem in any way but yeah. you know I have those experiences daily with you know my clients and um but I understand you know you know I I don't mind you know telling client a like you know I care about them and you know, yeah. they're awesome and whatever a <laughs> hundred times in a day because that's just me yeah. not everyone's me 
and not everyone that you meet is going to you know like that unfortunately so it, it, and at the end of the day it's really about like you know when you do make friends make sure that they it's great to have friends that have similar experiences as you it's great to have friends that are really genuinely open-minded and not just you know like you're saying performative or showy that you know they care yeah um so you know i really do hope that you find more friends like that and um you know are able to have more experiences like that because it just sucks yeah <laughs> it, and it sucks for people not to understand especially when they're cool and you really like them yeah and it's like and they turn out just, I, I don't know i think what hurts the most to be honest it's like mm-hmm. when they call you names and mm-hmm. it's like instead mm-hmm. of just letting you go and being like yo i don't want to deal with this it's like they resort to like calling you an ass or resort to calling you manipulative or a liar or or like you just want attention or you're just creepy or you're just crazy like like all these words that are really unnecessary just because they don't understand what's going on that they just are set on making you be the bad person so they can have someone to blame mm-hmm. for what's going on instead of actually trying to understand and be empathetic towards like you know I, I would say in this situation myself you know but that's the only thing that sucks you know i wish like if you mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with it just kind of move on and you know that's fine i'm gonna let you like live your own life if that's what you want to do you don't have to deal with me but it's like at least don't call me names and like try to like put me down more than what i already feel because i mean that was one of the biggest issues anyways that i was already dealing with so it's like why do you have to make it worse mm-hmm. but exactly but yeah yeah, I mean, I let you go, you know, since it was really nice talking to you and I do appreciate um, you sharing your experiences and everything. And yeah, it was like very lovely conversation to have. Thank you, Cry. I really appreciate that. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate you for just kind of inviting me on. And like I said, first time I did this, it was, it was a wonderful experience. So thank you again. Yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Maybe, you know, talk again some notes sometime in the future if you'd like to be back but yeah it was it was nice yeah sounds yeah it was and also like you know to like um you know feel free to reach out at any time you know i it's not even though i do this you know professionally just like yeah and not, not even professionally just like i i genuinely enjoy like having these types of conversations um in general so you know feel free to reach out anytime and on off podcasts whichever yeah, I we appreciate need, that. We need, we just need more of that in the world. We yeah, just need to have I agree. More I agree on that. One hundred percent. But yeah, it was nice talking to you. Um, I'll let you go. You know, and get ready for work and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah. but thanks for being on and it's, stuff. So yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. And enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, you too. Get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try. All right. All Bye. right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So, yeah, that was a good conversation. Um, What a very lovely person. I enjoy everything that she's doing for sure. One hundred percent. It's definitely a big deal and it's very complicated. Like I understand people's struggles and I understand both perspectives. Like I understand dealing with mental health issues, but I also understand the person that doesn't have to deal with it. I think something that really stood out that I really didn't think about too much was when she said that people like us really have to be more like reflective on our life experiences than the opposite person. Like for instance, me losing my friends, I'm going to end up being the one that's going to reflect on every conversation. I'm going to be the end, like be the one who's reflecting on every little detail that's ever happened. I'm going to reflect on all the choices that I made, every conversation that we have, all the mistakes that I made, all the mistakes that they've made, all the ways that we talk and stuff like that, all the good memories and all the bad ones. And the sad reality is like from the other perspective, are they ever going to see us the bad things and probably move on like faster than I ever will. And if you've never dealt with any mental health issues, you're never going to be able to understand what it's like for people like us to sort of hold on to certain things and certain memories. And we hold on to this pain a lot longer than other people. And that's something that a lot of people try not to understand or even put effort into understanding which is why I think it's good to talk about mental health and talk about other people's like um, problems in the world and their struggles and how they deal with their own experiences. Because something that I notice with people like myself is it's hard to keep friends and relationships when other people just kind of assume you're doing it for attention or maybe you don't care enough because you're sort of like not remembering certain things. We all have our own like issues that we deal with, but a lot of the times um, 
we just want some kind of validation in some sense but even then some people can say that that's being manipulative if like you're always constantly sort of trying to get that and it's something that I'm going to have to deal with my whole life right and it's something that I'm obviously going to try to better myself at but it's never going to go away the same with ADHD you know talking to my friend that you know it's something that she's going to have to deal with and it's like a lot of effort for both of us to try to do more than what the normal person has to do in order to make sure that we don't hurt the people that are around us emotionally right and we have to be a little bit more self-aware about our circumstances than other people do right like obviously there's people who have different types of disabilities when it comes to like physical disabilities excuse me so they obviously have like their own struggles that they have to do more than the average person but also people with like mental illnesses and stuff like that um have to deal with their own struggles as well and it's something that you're never going to be able to understand unless you actually take the time to put yourself in someone else's shoes and do the research as to like what they're going through. Maybe try to seek things and have conversations because it's something that I notice is whenever someone makes a mistake, the first thing that people do is label them as a bad person, label them as you hate me, label them as like you don't care about me, you're not trying enough. And instead of trying to like if the person genuinely means like no harm to you and they're like, Oh, I don't mean to forget, but for some reason I forget. Then there's obviously an issue, right? Maybe try to work on it together to try to find what that issue is because they might have a problem that they may not be diagnosed from. So they're not able to fix that problem if they're not aware that they even had an issue to begin with. You know, same thing when it comes to like BPD and like people are pushing other people away. Like they feel their emotions intensely very differently than the average person. And if like someone, like for instance, me, if I'm constantly pushing you away, then there's obviously a problem if I'm always seeking validation or if I always feel like a burden and that's something that we needed to talk about instead of like letting people go or just label them them as all bad or like all toxic or all manipulative and stuff like that. I think that's one of the worst things that you can do. Now, you don't have to stick around if you don't want to, if it's like something that you're not willing to put effort into, but it's definitely you have to respect the other person and like not put them down by calling them names and all this such things because we all have our own struggles and the things that we are sort of dealing with. But that's kind of all I wanted to talk about for today. So I enjoy doing these um, conversations with different people because, you know, everyone has their own experiences and it's just good to sort of hear different perspectives on how they deal with it and how they manage and, you know, a lot of things can kind of correlate with one another, you know, like losing friends happens to a lot of us and it happens a lot differently than the average person, the way that we manage with it, the way that we hold on to like the memories and stuff like that and how we feel deeply. It's a little bit different, like it's just different. So, but anyways, that's all I wanted to talk about. So have a lovely rest of your night or day whenever you're listening and I appreciate you listening. So yeah, till next time.